Let's get this W on three. One, two, three. You are now tuned in to the W Podcast, hosted by Princess and Love. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the W Podcast. As always, I want to start this episode by thanking everyone who has supported us so far, all the listeners out there, everyone who shared, who told a friend to tell a friend. We do not take any of your support for granted. We cannot do it without you, and we love all the feedback and encouragement that we've gotten so far. Speaking of we, my name is Lo, and I'm one half of your co-host team. My other co-host, the beautiful, talented, and brilliant Princess Streeter, is actually kicking it right now in South Beach with some of her girlfriends, and I'm hella jealous, but I decided to take over the episode, so I got y'all. Don't worry about it. So this episode is going to be a little bit different than what you guys have heard so far. Instead of me talking, because I can't talk without Princess, I decided to share some interviews that I've gotten over the past couple weeks. So, as you know, season has kicked off on May 20, May 13th, and we had a lot of action so far. So I had the opportunity to talk to a couple of players post-game just about what's going on with them um, so far playing on the team, different things like that. So I'm going to start off right now, our first interview with the newly named Rookie of the Week, Alicia Gray, out of Dallas. So as you know, she came from South Carolina. She had a phenomenal uh, debut so far. And I got to talk to her a little bit about her transition from college into the pros, her Rookie of the Week accolades, and her thoughts on playing and visiting New York. So check it out, and I'll catch y'all in a few minutes. All right, so um, thanks for sitting and talking to me. You guys had a really, really great game. It was very, very close and very, very tight. So talk to me about your feelings right now. I mean, obviously it's a disappointment because you're a competitor, but... Um, what just overall playing against New York? It was a very physical game as well. Talk about this year experience playing uh, today. Definitely, uh, Coach told us uh, preparing for New York that it was going to be a physical game. They're a very physical team. Um, I mean, we, we came up a little short, but I mean, we, we fought hard. A couple of things, like a couple of things didn't really go our way, but we just continued to fight and we came up a little short, but we just, we just got to continue and be ready for the next game against Indiana. Mm-hmm. I know it's like maybe 10 minutes since the game just ended, but is there anything that you have already thought about that you could do a little bit different or could have done differently? Uh, definitely hit, hit more shots. There's a couple times I could have, I should have pulled up instead of going to the basket because I got my shot blocked or kind of like shot like a bad shot. But other than that, I think that's the most that I should have improved on. And then knocking out open three-point shots. I was I was 0 for 4, and mm-hmm. that was that's kind of bad. So definitely like hitting open shots. Well, you got the rest of the season. You guys have a good record so far. A good place to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not where you want to be, but it's a good place. So just keep fighting. Exactly. And congrats on your Rookie of the Week honors. Thank you. So you just kind of just came out here steamrolling already, getting to work. (laughs) How does it feel? And how does it feel to be acknowledged for your accomplishments so far? Uh, It's definitely a great feeling. Uh, It wouldn't be possible without my teammates. They definitely helped me out a lot of adjusting to the league, but 
to be a Rookie of the Month for the first month of May is, is definitely a great award and having a great feeling. I'm definitely honored to have that award. Good. Speaking of teammates, uh, what's it like? I mean, I know I speak, I've spoken to a lot of rookies uh, about their transition from playing in college to pros, but you have a little bit of an upside because you have one of your teammates here from South Carolina, Kayla Davis. So how has the transition been having her on the same squad, has it made it a little bit easier? Is it it's kind of like a taste of home a little bit? Like, what is it like having her kind of go through the experience with you? Uh, it's definitely been a, uh, it's definitely an easier experience because, uh, like, during training camp, you come in new, you don't know anybody. So to have Kayla with me, because we've been through a lot sitting out a year with each other at South Carolina and playing with each other and then coming to Jeff and Jeff's the same team. Uh, it's definitely, definitely been great having her along the, the journey with me because coming in, I'm a shy person, so I don't really talk to people. Mm-hmm. So having Kayla there and once, like, having the team and adjust to everybody and get used to everybody to talk to them, having Kayla definitely made the transition easier. Good. And you, your team is, has, is fairly young, mm-hmm. right? So you find some rookies sometimes, they go into a team's sock full of vets, you know what I mean? Players in their third, fourth, even double-digit years. But your squad is still relatively young. Mm -hmm. So how has that experience been coming onto a squad where everyone is kind of on the same playing field as you are? Uh, It's it's cool. Uh, I mean... Uh, we still, we still learning each other. It's still early in the season. Still learning each other because uh, all of us knew. So I've never played with like any any of these people except for Kayla. So mm-hmm. definitely like learning the team. I mean, I'm learning them now. I mean, I am getting used to what people do and what people do. But being young, I mean, we're doing pretty good for being a young team overall. That's what I think we're doing good. <laughs> and what kind of role has some of the veterans on the team, like Lori, like Skylar, uh, like Karima, how have they helped you guys? Oh, they're, they're, they're positive all the time. Uh, we mess up. They, it's, it's okay. we got the next place. Just just them being positive has, has helped us out a lot. And they're willing to, like, we have questions. We're willing to ask them, and they, and they have answers for us. So the veteran support is definitely a great support system that they have, and they, they treat us right. And, I mean, it's nice to go to your veteran, being able to talk to them and encourage them. So I'm glad they're our veterans. Okay. And you're in New York. You're in my hometown. So you know i got to ask you. <laughs> Is this your first? It's not your first time in New York, obviously. But what is it like? What is? How do you like being in New York? Is there? Do you do like how? I don't know how long your team is here. First of all, but mm-hmm. if you guys are here for at least an extra day, or you guys came extra day early, mm-hmm. what are some things that you like to do when you're in the city? Uh, I mean, it it was pretty seeing all the little advertisements and the little billboards and stuff. It's mm-hmm. definitely a, a pretty it's a lot of lights. Yeah, I, it was pretty cool. It's though. so weird. You guys love it, but us, it's like, it's too much light. Yeah. It's like, y'all got to dim it down a little bit. I'm, I'm putting everything on my Snapchat, like, look at this, look at this. I mean, it's just, it's kind of cool. And then we went to uh, this Italian restaurant. It's called Camini. I don't know the name of it. It's like Camini's or something. Carmine's? Carmine's, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that restaurant was so good. Carmine's is that good. I actually, good. the first time I had Carmine's was actually in D.C. They have one in D.C. also. Mm-hmm. It's like family style. Mm-hmm. So it's not like everybody orders their own, like, meal. It's like they bring out, like, the dishes and everybody yeah. kind of, so, you know, know passes it around. Oh, my God. 
Gosh, that food was so good. And I got to experience that. So overall, then I got to see New York at night because when we landed, it was like dark. And then seeing all the lights and stuff was pretty cool. I was just putting everything on Snapchat. So I enjoyed being here. It's a pretty cool city. I'm glad you enjoy it. Every time you come here, just try a different experience. New York City is huge. Yeah. And there's all those girls. And there's every different personalities in every borough. So someone who's not from New York, you guys, it is. It's a lot to get used to. We got a little aggressive sometimes, but I promise we're really nice people on the inside. Just give us a minute, yeah, I mean, right? We were walking down the street, kind of Dallas gear on. People was real supportive, speaking and saying, like, go wings and stuff like that. So that was oh, pretty cool. good. So I had a great experience with the people on the street, so good. it was cool. cool. I had fun here. Well, I'm glad that we were welcoming <laughs> to you. You had a good experience. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get to see you here more often, right? Yeah. You can take care. All right, you too. Shout out to Alicia Gray for that really, really dope conversation that I had with her. And I just want to take the time out just to shout out all the ladies of the WNBA um, because I can only imagine how hard and annoying it must be to have to sit down and talk to media after a loss. I know that you ladies are really, really competitive, and usually that time that you have in the locker room is supposed to be for you guys to kind of reflect, you know, decompress figure out what you could have done differently and kind of get ready to travel you know and go back to your home city or to the next city and you usually have to sit there and entertain us for about 20 minutes so I just appreciate you guys just being able to talk about the game whether it be a difficult loss or not or talk about things completely unrelated just to be gracious uh professional I for sure can say I really really appreciate it so let's get into my second interview which was with number one overall draft pick this year Kelsey Plum this interview is actually from the season debut at the Garden on May 13th. So she did not suit up this particular game. But I got to talk to her just about her experience so far in training camp. And although she hasn't suited up yet just yet, what differences has she seen so far between college and pro? Um, also got to talk to her about a interview she did with Bleacher Report where she basically said that she wants to be accepted as a basketball player, not necessarily a women's basketball player so check it out and i'll be back in a few minutes last time you were in new york city was for the draft so talk to me about the whole draft experience what was it like what was it like being in new york city uh being at a different type of venue at samsung uh 837 what was the whole experience like for you and oh, being gosh. pick number one <laughs> um you know it's my first time in New York City for the draft. Really? Yeah, so okay. I was just like taking it all in, Madison Square Garden and, you know, the Times Square and everything. Um, they took great care of us. We were at a really nice hotel. Um, they gave me food to eat, so I was excited about that. It's just the simple things in life. Simple things in life, that's all I care about. <laughs> but um, no, I, I had a great um, experience at the draft, and, you know, you grow up dreaming about that moment for so long, so for it finally to happen. My family was there, um, and I got to, you know, hang out with them before and after, so that was really nice, but, um, you know, I don't know necessarily how I like the format of it, just because it was different, but, um, you know, I know they're trying to try new things and whatever they can to try to generate some type of, um, you know, extra momentum going into the season for viewers and things like that, I respect, and so, um, but it was, it was great, and yeah, there's been a lot that's happened since. So what's happened since? I mean, got drafted, went back to Seattle, literally had to pack my room in like two days, everything, came to uh, San Antonio, uh, and then I've been in training camp for the last couple of weeks, and obviously we played some preseason games, and then the game tonight, um, 
unfortunately I couldn't play, but uh, I've really loved my experience. Um, they, I mean, the people are wonderful, and I love the city of San Antonio, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. So talk to me. I know it's really, really early, obviously, mm -hmm. in your professional career, but what differences have you seen so far between uh, just the style of play that you had in college and the style of play that you're seeing so far in, in the pros? And what advice have you gotten from maybe other professional WNBA players who have talked to you? Has there been anybody who's kind of talked to you coming into uh, your first season to, to let you know what to expect? Yeah, well, I think from basketball-wise, um, obviously the physicality and the speed are – just way different, way, um, I mean, it's just everything's fast, and you got to be locked in. If you're not locked in, then three plays later that you'll still be thinking about what you messed up on, on you know, the previous plays. Um, but for me, I was just trying to be like a sponge. You know, we have some veterans on our team, and I was asking questions and uh, taking what they think, and even Mariah being back um, is going to be really helpful for me because I know that she's – went through exactly what I'm going through now and so for um, me to just kind of pick her brain on what she would do what she would do differently um, going back that um, you know I've also gotten a chance to talk to people like Sue and Diana and stuff but that was more when I was in college mm -hmm. so hopefully maybe if I see him again in the future I will you know talk to him more about questions I have now because you don't really understand it until you're actually in it you know um, but I've so far I mean I've really I really like it. Oh, that's good. I think you have a bright future. Everybody knows that you got a bright future ahead of you in this league. Um, one thing I want to talk to you about, actually, an uh, article came out, that you, an interview you did with Bleacher Report came mm -hmm. out yesterday, where you just talked about yourself being a basketball player, not necessarily a women's basketball player. And obviously going into, coming into the draft, you were compared a lot to primarily James Harden, which, you know, something that I'm sure you were really great and thankful for. Mm -hmm. But... You know, you want to be respected also for just playing the sport. So talk to me a little bit about right. that interview and what, you know, add, you can add on anything to that interview that you want about just wanting to be recognized as just a regular basketball player. Yeah. Well, not regular, extraordinary basketball no, player. No, but, but you know I what know I mean? exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, um, like you said, even adding on to that, if you're right, it started out as flattering and um, people were saying, we don't know who's like you from a female so we'll just go to a male um just because you know my game is maybe a little bit different but um now when I think about it and like you said I feel like I don't play women's basketball I play basketball because I feel like a lot of times when people say I play women's basketball or she's a girl it's like an asterisk it's less than a male and I think that we need to get to a point um where we think differently I mean why does it have to be less you know and um I've grown up playing against guys and so I never thought of me being as a women's basketball I just thought I played basketball you know I didn't even wear the t-shirts you know in college how they say like women's basketball University of Washington I wouldn't wear those shirts because I'm like I just play for Washington I don't play because I'm you know what I mean yeah, I just things it. like that and so um hopefully going forward um just trying to change people's perspective that I think that's the whole goal and you know what it's I mean, that article came out, and if you would have read the comment section, it was unreal, just about the backlash and things. And, you know, I'm tough, and I have tough skin, and so it, it almost gets me more excited because I realized, you know what, we got a lot of people's minds to change. We got a lot of work to do, and we think we are getting somewhere, and I think we are, but we have a lot of room to grow. And just I would like eventually to have a lot of people – Men especially, just appreciate. You don't necessarily have to agree with it, but respect it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So um, 
hopefully, you know, baby steps. Sometimes those conversations get crazy. I remember crazy. one time I wrote a story for a bleach report a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and one guy commented like, you know, get in the kitchen oh. and make my meal, and I'm yeah, just like, exactly, bro, if you don't like the idea of me writing mm-hmm. just scroll to the next story right. press x turn off the tv whatever it is mm-hmm. i don't understand i feel sometimes it seems almost and maybe because i'm in we're in this world of women's basketball yeah. it seems like people go out of their way to disrespect the female athlete and it doesn't make any sense it doesn't and it's actually um funny because i think a lot of people that are insecure with themselves feel the need to reach out and say something how those people that comment or would not even be able to see you are you kidding me? I can't even dribble exactly <laughs> but it's funny because um most of like the real men in my life and that i know and even like real athletes they respect and take the time to appreciate you know like i met james and you know the nicest guy came over talked to me gave me his shoes signed him like mm-hmm. like people people that have been in our shoes in terms of just like working to get somewhere i think they respect it but you're right like not everyone can be held accountable for their comment section or whatever they want to say and there's no uh backlash for the i mean for them they just you know behind their screen exactly exactly and you know what though um you know that that's comes with the territory of trying to stand up and fight for something well you have a lot of fans that look up to you You have peers family members like you said and media who do respect what you're doing and what you're going to bring to the league going forward so just focus on that and let the people, you know, because oh, eventually yeah. they're going to have a daughter mm-hmm. who's going to want to play basketball, and then they're going to be forced to change, right. hopefully. So keep doing your thing, and we can't t- wait to see you suited up and doing your thing. Thank you so much. Right. I really appreciate it. To Absolutely. Me. Take care. So what did you guys think of that interview? Wasn't it cool? I thought it was really dope just to connect with her as a woman, just on our struggles and some of the adversities that we'd had to face so far making our mark in the sports world you know even though she's coming in as an athlete and i'm on the media side we both still have a long way to go we have opinions to tackle through we have different you know whether it's visible or invisible roadblocks that are put in our way but i think kelsey will be just fine because i will tell you right now she is a million times more talented than i am so she'll be great and shout outs to her and i can't wait to see how she continues to flourish during her rookie debut season so the final interview i have for you guys to uh listen to is with essence carson from the la sparks i got a chance to sit down with her and catch up with her this past week when they were here in new york facing the liberty and it was a really, really cool cool conversation. So I got to talk to her just about her first year in LA, winning, and just overall her experience. Also got to talk to her about the difference between living in LA versus living in New York. And we also got to talk about music. And I got some of her opinions on, you know, who she's checking for right now in the female hip hop landscape. So this is a fun interview for sure. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Check it out, and I'll be back to wrap up. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. And nice seeing you. Good see again. you as well. Likewise. <laughs> so I just want to talk to you about just this year, this overall year that just ended for you. You had an amazing year in LA, new city, new team, champion. So 
how was your overall experience in LA Papers? How would you sum it up? I mean, it's been a great, a great experience, you know. Um, nothing short of uh, overwhelming, you know. Um, you can't ask for anything else, you know. We, we went and we achieved what we set out to do. Um, now it's a new season, so it's time to forget about that and start the journey all over again. And that's even tougher than it was last year. But, you know, I'm looking forward, and the entire team is looking forward to the challenge. Why do you feel it's going to be tougher? I mean, you know, it's, it's always tougher when you have a target on your back. Everyone wants to beat you. Everyone knows how good you are and knows that how, how much they have to prepare in order to either be in a game or either to beat you. Um, so we understand that we're a lot of people's focus. Um, so we know we have to bring not only our A game, but somehow exceed that. So what are some things that you are trying to bring to the table this year from last year? Uh, I mean, right now, um, it's about getting acclimated, reacclimated with the team. Uh, this is about my third game back, first game, it was, I mean, missed the first game. Second game, we really played because I flew in the night before, um, 15 hours, so I was extremely sleepy. <laughs> Not even tired, I was sleepy. <laughs> that time difference is killer. Um, Have you gotten adjusted to it yet? I'm, I'm getting You're there, getting but there. then I, I, I was in L.A. for like maybe two, three days, and then we flew to the East Coast, so I'm just, my body's just all you over the place. You haven't slept. Exactly, okay. you know? Um, but bring to the table, you know, still bring to the table that, uh, you know, stretching out the defense to three, uh, getting in there, slashing and attacking, and bringing that consistent defense, you know, for the wing players playing and playing defense uh, on positions one through four, being that versatile player. And these are some of the things that you've used in Turkey to win your Euro Cup champion, that championship that you just won also? Yeah, uh, same exact thing, you know. Um, once you uh, find out the formula, uh, to be, becoming successful, well, I'm sorry, for for becoming a winner, you know, whatever situation you're in, you try to, you know, teach people as much as you can and, and be a leader in whatever way that you can. So that's exactly what I try to do wherever I go now. One thing that I thought about was you started your career here in New York at the Mecca, playing for playing in Madison, Park, Madison Square Garden every or every summer, and now you're playing at the Staples Center, another <laughs> legendary building that has so much history behind it. So, what are some differences playing for the you know the home of basketball here versus the legendary historic? City of LA. Man, uh, it's just a vibe. Anyone that tells you that has been in uh, both New York and LA, it's just different vibes. Big cities, definitely two big cities, but there's a different vibe in, uh, in New York and um, in comparison to LA. In LA, in LA, they're more relaxed, laid back, they chill, no stress, no worries about anything. Um, in New York, you know, everything's fast-paced. Uh, everyone's pretty stressed. Um, everyone's doing something at every second of the day, mm -hmm. um, which I actually enjoy that energy. You know, as soon as I landed at LaGuardia, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I miss this. It's like as soon as you're in the city. Yeah, as soon as you're in the city or as soon as you touch down, you just feel it. Um, and the only way to be able to understand that is if you were, actually, if you were to actually visit L.A. And, um, and L.A. is a beautiful place, and I actually, I actually really like it now. Um, I liked it last year. I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> oh, so then I liked it. The weather's good. You know, location was great. And then we were winning on top of that. I'm like, You Man, just had the best transition. LA is awesome. <laughs> so how's the music scene over there? Because I often hear that musicians in, not just overall, like a lot of record companies that went to LA for different reasons. Things are different. Just basically the, the drive and the hustle and everything. And 
and music obviously is your other love outside of basketball. So what are some differences that you've seen in both scenes? Well, surprisingly, um, it seems like the, the scene is shifting. It's like a lot of people are moving out to L.A. The companies are in L.A. Now, a lot of them used to be in New York. Some of them are still here and have offices here. But a lot of them are in L.A. Um, but the difference is, you know, like you said, the hustle is just a little different. You know, people that move out there to L.A., uh, for music are probably out there to record an album already a studio album people here in New York are you know trying to make it they're out there on that constant grind performing at different venues every other night every week um, and that's just the grind here you know you have the subway performers you have all of that, that that's here in New York and you're just not going to get that anywhere else um, at that volume in which it is here in New York you're just not going to and who are some of the female MCs that are on your radar right now Mm, right now. Wow. There's a couple out out. New and those that have returned. I mean, I did like that Missy song that she came back with. It was pretty cool. Um, did you hear the remix? No, I have not heard the remix. I just got back in the country, man. <laughs> I wasn't even on the internet like that. Get on the remix. I it got has Trina, you, I got you. Eve, and Kim. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I mean, I, I like, every, I mean, I don't like, I'm not going to say I sit here and say I like everybody. So, of course, I like Young M.A. She could give you that solid East Coast vibe. Um, you know, uh, I like I like Remy, especially from so back in the day. so back. so glad Especially back. from back in the day, you know, when, when I was coming up. You know, Remy, the hardcore MC, you know, and, uh, you know, she has some, she has some good, she has some good hits. Um, and she came back out, and she came back out strong, so that's good to see. Um, wow. When are we going to see you back? Well, I'm Oh, I'm working on stuff right now. I got I got a bunch of stuff that I was working on while I was abroad. So that uh once I get everything we mixed saw and mastered. Snapchat a little bit. Yeah. You put out a little taste of stuff. Exactly. So I've been working. <laughs> now it's just time to get I'm back in the States now, so it's time to get my uh, engineer on it so it can be mixed and mastered and get out to you guys. And the last question I want to ask is about social media, speaking of Snapchat. So this season the WNBA has taken a huge step forward with expanded social media presence, especially with having games on Twitter. You're very active on social media. What do you think about the WNBA's push to kind of put themselves out there using this uh these um, it's great. You know, social media is amazing. Uh, you, you can use it to push anything uh, anything forward. And right now, the WBA is doing a great job with using that uh, to, to get viewers, to get eyes. You know, we have the talent in WBA. Now it's just all about maintaining and increasing our uh, our viewership. And, um, and branching out to social media is a way to do it. That's an easy and quick way to get a million eyes on you at one time. You know, um, opposed to cable. I'm not against cable. I like cable. Cable's cool. But not everybody can not has everybody, cable right. anymore. You know, it's people, expensive though. Yeah, cables are expensive. So not everyone has cable. People are using like stuff like Roku and, and Fire Sticks and stuff exactly. like that. So they're doing things that are internet based. So it was great for the WNBA to analyze that and take advantage of that. I think they're ahead of the curve actually when it yeah. comes to that too. So. It was good talking to you. Nice seeing you. Good seeing you again. Alright, take care. Thank you. No problem. All right, Essence, so now that the interview is public, that means you have to drop the music when you say you're going to drop it, because now all of us listeners are waiting, okay? <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. As always, every single week, you can catch a brand new episode either on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Thank you again for all your support. Next week, my beautiful co-host will be back because this was so awkward doing this without her. And we're going to pick up right where we left off. We're going to be talking about all the on-the-court action that has taken place over the past week and over the, this week coming up as well. 
Uh, and if there's anything that you want us to talk about, email us, thewpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at thewpodcast underscore. Or you can slide up in our DMs and Instagram at thewpodcast. As always, it's your girl Lo checking out. Have a blessed and amazing week. Stay fly, support the W, and be safe. Catch y'all later. Peace.